Dunhuang. Situated along the ancient Silk Road, where fine arts and divine beliefs merged with the natural world. It's where the East and West interacted, and where the world's largest Buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today. A place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for two thousand years. Buckle up for our new podcast: Why We Love Dunhuang. The one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe for free on major podcast platforms. Why we love Dunhuang? You will have your answers. 听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to more to read. 欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 More to Read， 我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文学英语。More to Read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily Quote。It is the same with man as with the tree. The more he seeks to rise into the heightened light, the more vigorously do his roots struggle earthward, downward into the dark, the deep, into evil. Friedrich Nietzsche. 其实人跟树是一样的，越是向往高处的阳光，它的根就越要伸向黑暗的地底。尼采。弗里德里希·威廉·尼采出生于1844年 ，1900 年去世。他是一位哲学家、语文学家、文化评论家、诗人、作曲家和思想家。其主要著作有《权力意志》《悲剧的诞生》《不合时宜的考察》《查拉图斯特拉如是说》《希腊悲剧时代的哲学》《论道德的谱系》等。尼采的著作对于宗教、道德、现代文化、哲学以及科学等领域提出了广泛的批判和讨论。他的写作风格独特，经常使用格言和悖论的技巧。尼采对于后代哲学的发展影响很大。尤其是在存在主义与后现代主义上，尼采的哲学观最重要的一点是，哲学的使命就是要关注人生，给生命一种解释，给生命的意义一种解释，探讨生命的意义问题。It is the same with man as with the tree. The more he seeks to rise into the heightened light, the more vigorously do his roots struggle earthward, downward into the dark, the deep, into evil. Friedrich Nietzsche. 其实人跟树是一样的，越是向往高处的阳光，它的根
，就越要伸向黑暗的地底。尼采。醉蓬莱，黄庭坚。对朝云霭黛，暮雨霏微，乱风相倚。巫峡高堂所处宫珠翠，画几宜春，静妆饮马，向一川都会。万里投荒，一身吊影，成何欢意？近道黔南，去一天迟午，望极神州，万重烟水。尊酒公堂有中朝家事，力夹红参，射旗香满，醉舞音歌媚。杜宇声声，催人到晓，不如归室。Drunk in the Fairy Land, by Huang Tingjian. In the face of heavy morning cloud again, and drizzling evening rain, leaning on each other, rugged the hills remain. The gorge of which and lofty peaks lock in the southern palace rosy cheeks. In spring, the halberds move in force. Maids in fair dress welcome heroes on horse. To the riverside town they go only. I come to the wasteland a thousand miles away, with my shadow so lonely. How can I become cheerful and gay? It is said the southern land is so high, it nearly scrapes the sky. To the capital I stretch my eye. I see, but misty water far and nigh. When I drank in the hall, my friends were talents all. Songstresses sang with rosy face, and dancers danced with grace. Drunk, they intoxicated the place. Hearing the cuckoo's home-going song, all the night long, could I resist my yearning strong? We 刚才听到的这首词作《醉蓬莱》，出自中国北宋文人黄庭坚。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人小斐为您朗诵，英文版本由许渊冲翻译。黄庭坚出生于公元1045年， 1105年去世，字鲁直，世称黄山谷。他是北宋著名的文学家、书法家，江西诗派的开山之祖。黄庭坚在诗词、散文、书画等方面都取得了很高成就。他与张磊、晁补之、秦观
都游学于苏轼门下，合称为苏门四学士。黄庭坚的诗被苏轼称为山谷体，而他的书法则独树一格，自成一家，和北宋书法家苏轼、米芾和蔡襄齐名，史称为宋四家。在文学界，黄庭坚生前与苏轼齐名，史称苏黄，其作品有《山谷词》《豫章黄先生文集》等。今天我为大家选读的《醉蓬莱》。对朝云爱戴，就是黄庭坚所写的一首词。该词上片先描写出烟雨凄迷的峡江风光，写景中融入迷离长恍的神话传说，渲染出去国怀乡的怅惘心绪。下片呈上，却改变角度，设想未来在贬所的望乡之苦，进一步写贬愁离恨。整首词运用烘托，以哀景写悲情的手法。表达了作者贬谪途中去国怀乡的忧闷之情。醉蓬莱，黄庭坚。对朝云爱戴，暮雨霏霏，乱风相倚。巫峡高堂。所处宫珠翠，画戟宜春，劲装饮马，向一川都会。万里投荒，一身吊影，成何欢意？进到黔南，去一天迟梧，望极神州，万重烟水。尊酒公堂有中朝家事，立甲红参。射旗相满，醉舞音歌媚。杜雨声声，催人到晓，不如归室。Drunk in the Fairy Land by Huang Tingjian. In the face of heavy morning cloud again, and drizzling evening rain, leaning on each other, rugged the hills remain, the gorge of which and lofty peaks lock in the southern palace rosy cheeks. In spring, the halberds move in force, maids in fair dress welcome heroes on horse. To the riverside town they go only. I come to the wasteland a thousand miles away, with my shadow so lonely. How can I become cheerful and gay? It is said the southern land is so high, it nearly scrapes the sky. To the capital I stretch my eye. I see but misty water far and nigh. When I drank in the hall, my friends were talents all. Songstresses sang with rosy face, and dancers danced with grace. Drunk, they intoxicated the place. Hearing the cuckoo's home-going song, all the night long, could I resist my yearning strong?
to read. 文字的世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words. 欢迎您继续收听轻松调频美文阅读 ，More to read。我是沈听，下面让我们一起来感受 Beauty of words。今天我要为大家选读的是中国共产党著名的革命家方志敏所写的一篇散文《清平》。方志敏出生于1899年，原名远振，号惠生，江西上饶人，中国共产党革命家、政治家、军事家，杰出的农民运动领袖。土地革命战争时期，闽浙皖赣革命根据地和红十军团的缔造者。1922年8月，方志敏加入了中国社会主义青年团。1 9 2 3年3月，转入中国共产党。1928年1月，他参与领导义衡暴动，创建赣东北苏区，先后任赣东北省、闽浙赣省苏维埃政府主席、红十军、红十一军政治委员、中共闽浙赣省委书记。他把马克思主义与赣东北实际相结合，创造了一整套建党、建军和建立红色政权的经验。毛泽东称之为“方志敏式根据地”。1935年，方志敏被捕牺牲。2009年9月，方志敏被中央宣传部、中央组织部等11个部门评选为100位为新中国成立做出突出贡献的英雄模范人物。我们接下来要读到的《清贫》。是方志敏于1935年5月26日创作的一篇散文。该文主要分为三个部分，详细继续了国民党兵士捕获方志敏以后，想从他身上发洋财，结果一无所获的趣事。这篇自叙式的随笔，篇幅不过几百字，语言朴实无华，然而却表现了极为深刻的内容，也显示了作者高超的艺术表现才能。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下这篇文章的中英文版本。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人念希为您朗读，英文版本由张培基翻译。清贫，方志敏。Honest Poverty by Fang Zhimin。我从事革命斗争已经十余年了，在这长期的奋斗中，我一向是过着朴素的生活，从没有奢侈过，经手的款项总在数百万元。但为革命而筹集的金钱是一点一滴的用之于革命事业，这在国民党的伟人们看来颇似奇迹，或认为夸张。而矜持不苟、舍己为公，却是每个共产党员具备的美德。所以，如果有人问我身边有没有一些积蓄，那我可以告诉你一桩趣事。I have been engaged in the revolutionary struggle for more than a decade. During these long militant years, I have lived a plain life with no luxuries to speak of. Millions of dollars passed through my hands, but I always saw to it that every single cent of the money raised for the revolution was spent for no other purposes. This may sound like a miracle or an exaggeration to Kuomintang VIPs. Self-discipline and self-sacrifice, however, are the virtue characteristic of a communist. Therefore, should anyone inquire of me about my personal savings, let him read the following amusing episode. 就在我被俘的那一天，一个最不幸的日子，有两个国民党军的兵士在树林中发现了我，而且猜到我是什么人的时候，
，他们满肚子热望在我身上搜出一千或八百大洋，或者搜出一些金镯、金戒指一类的东西，发个意外之财。哪知道，从我上身摸到下身，从袄领捏到袜底，除了一只石表和一只自来水笔之外，一个铜板都没有搜出。他们于是激怒起来了。猜疑我是把钱藏在哪里不肯拿出来。他们之中有一个左手拿着一个木柄榴弹，右手拉出榴弹中的引线，双向拉开一步，做出要抛掷的姿势，用凶恶的眼光盯住我，威吓的吼道：“赶快将钱拿出来，不然就是一炸弹把你炸死去。”On the day of my capture, a most inauspicious day it was. Two Kuomintang soldiers discovered me in a wood. Sizing me up, they thought they had come upon a windfall and starting making a frantic body search, hopefully to find on me hundreds of silver dollars or some jewelry like gold bracelets or rings. They frisked me from top to toe and passed their hands over everything on me, from the collar of my jacket to the soles of my socks. But contrary to their expectation. They found nothing at all, not even a single copper, except a watch and a fountain pen. They were exasperated, suspecting that I had my money hidden somewhere and refused to give it up. One of the two men had in his left hand a wooden-handled grenade. He pulled out the cord from inside the wooden handle and moved his legs one step apart, as if he was about to throw the grenade. Glowering at me ferociously. He threatened loudly, "Out with your money, quick, or you die!" Hmph, you don't look so bad looking. I've found nothing in the shop. 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 我是老出门的，骗不得我。另一个兵士一面说，一面弓着背，重来一次，将我的衣角裤裆过细的捏，总期望着有新的发现。你们要相信我的话，不要瞎忙吧。我不比你们国民党当官的，个个都有钱。我今天确实是一个铜板也没有。我们革命不是为着发财了。我再向他们解释。Hey, I said dryly with a faint smile, "Don't you put on such nasty airs." True, I haven't got a single copper with me. You're barking up the wrong tree to seek a fortune for me. Nobody can ever believe a big shot like you ain't got no money. The soldier with the grenade remained wholly incredulous. No money? The other soldier joined in. Impossible! It must be hidden somewhere. No fooling an old hand like me. Meanwhile, he bent low to pass his hand again meticulously over every nook and corner of my clothes and the crotch of my trousers, still holding out high hopes of making a new discovery. You should believe me and stop messing around, I explained again. Unlike your Kuomintang officials who are rolling in money, I'm really penniless. We joined the revolution not for personal gain. 等他们确知在我身上搜不出什么的时候，也就停手不搜了
，又在我藏躲的地方周围低头注目搜寻了一番，也毫无所得。他们是多么的失望啊！那个持弹欲放的兵士也将拉着的引线仍旧塞进榴弹的木柄里，转过来抢夺我的表和水笔，后彼此说定表和笔卖出钱来平分，才算无话。他们用怀疑而又惊异的目光，对我自上而下的望了几遍，就同声命令地说：“走吧。” Finally, when they knew for certain that there was no money on me, they gave up the body search. Nevertheless, they lowered their heads to scan here and there the place where I had hidden myself, but again in vain. How frustrated they must have felt! The soldier holding the grenade pushed the cord back into its wooden handle, and turned round to scramble for my watch and fountain pen. The two men, however, settled their dispute by agreeing to divide the money equally between them after selling the spoils. They eyed me up and down with suspicion and amazement before barking out in chorus, "Come along!" 是不是还要问问我家里有没有一些财产？请等一下。让我想一想，啊，记起来了，有的有的，但不算多。去年暑天，我穿的几套旧的汉挂裤与几双缝上底的线袜，已交给我的妻放在深山坞里保藏着，怕国民党军进攻时被人抢了去，准备今年暑天拿出来再穿。那些就算是我唯一的财产了。当我说出那几件传世宝来。Dear readers, maybe you wish to know if I have any private property at home. Just a minute, let me see. Ah, here it is, but nothing much though. I have left with my wife for safekeeping a few changes of used underwear and a few pairs of socks with mended soles, all of which I used to wear last summer. She has now put them away in a remote mountain valley to prevent them from being stolen in case of Kuomintang attack, so that I may wear them again this summer. These are all the property I have to name. But wouldn't the declaration of my family treasures make myself an object of lively ridicule to the rich? 清贫洁白朴素的生活，正是我们革命者能够战胜许多苦难的地方。To remain honest, though poor, to live a clean and simple life—that is what we revolutionaries count on to overcome innumerable difficulties. Honest Poverty, by Fang Zhiming. I have been engaged in the revolutionary struggle for more than a decade. During these long militant years, I have lived a plain life with no luxuries to speak of. Millions of dollars passed through my hands, but I always saw to it that every single cent of the money raised for the revolution was spent for no other purposes. This may sound like a miracle or an exaggeration to Kuomintang VIPs. Self-discipline and self-sacrifice, however, are the virtue characteristic of a communist. Therefore, should anyone inquire of me about my personal savings, let him read the following amusing episode.
On the day of my capture, a most inauspicious day it was, two Kuomintang soldiers discovered me in a wood. Sizing me up, they thought they had come upon a windfall and starting making a frantic body search, hopefully to find on me hundreds of silver dollars or some jewelry like gold bracelets or rings. They frisked me from top to toe and passed their hands over everything on me from the collar of my jacket to the soles of my socks. But, contrary to their expectation, they found nothing at all, not even a single copper, except a watch and a fountain pen. They were exasperated, suspecting that I had my money hidden somewhere and refused to give it up. One of the two men had in his left hand a wooden-handled grenade. He pulled out the cord from inside the wooden handle and moved his legs one step apart as if he was about to throw the grenade. Glowering at me ferociously, he threatened loudly. Out with your money, quick, or you die. Hey, I said dryly with a faint smile. Don't you put on such nasty airs. True, I haven't got a single copper with me. You're barking up the round tree to seek a fortune for me. Nobody can ever believe a big shot like you ain't got no money. The soldier with the grenade remained wholly incredulous. No money? The other soldier joined in. Impossible. It must be hidden somewhere. No fooling an old hand like me. Meanwhile, he bent low to pass his hand again meticulously over every nook and corner of my clothes and the crotch of my trousers. Still, holding out high hopes of making a new discovery. You should believe me and stop messing around, I explained again. Unlike your Kuomintang officials who are rolling in money, I'm really penniless. We joined the revolution not for personal gain. Finally, when they knew for certain that there was no money on me, they gave up the body search. Nevertheless, they lowered their heads to scan here and there the place where I had hidden myself, but again in vain. How frustrated they must have felt. The soldier holding the grenade pushed the cord back into his wooden handle and turned round to scramble for my watch and fountain pen. The two men, however, settled their dispute by agreeing to divide the money equally between them after selling the spoils. They eyed me up and down with suspicion and amazement before barking out in chorus, Come along! Dear readers, maybe you wish to know if I have any private property at home. Just a minute. Let me see. Ah, here it is, but nothing much though. I have left with my wife for safekeeping a few changes of used underwear and a few pairs of socks with mended soles all of which I used to wear last summer. She has now put them away in a remote mountain valley to prevent them from being stolen in case of Kuomintang attack, so that I may wear them again this summer. These are all the property I have to name. But wouldn't the declaration of my family treasures make myself an object of lively ridicule to the rich? To remain honest, though poor, to live a clean and simple life, that is what we revolutionaries count on to overcome innumerable difficulties.
，今天的节目就要结束了，感谢您的收听，我是沈听，我们明天见。